0: Welcome to It Is Esports, powered by TennesseeTickets.com. I'm Austin Stanley. He is Zach Bingham. Make sure you follow us on Twitter, at It Is Esports. And you like our Facebook page, at It Is Esports Nashville. We are Nashville's on-demand sports talk network, and we go live every weekday morning at 8 central time. Got to thank our sponsors because they make everything happen for us, uh, including, and they help you guys out. TennesseeTickets.com May 9. That's when the NFL schedule comes out. That's when you will be able to go buy Titan single game tickets at TennesseeTickets.com for a great price. Don't forget TennesseeTickets.com Renters Warehouse. Uh, Check them out to find out how much your home can rent for. They are Nashville's Uh, professional landlords renterswarehouse.com is where to go there are several ways they can help you uh here during this time of crisis and time of need renterswarehouse.com mandu the pulse of fitness where one 15 minute workout simulates five plus hours in the weight room uh full body electronic muscle stimulation we're all going to need mandu once they open back up your first workout is free at mandu.com uh, also, uh, the Tucker Agency, saving you an average of 20% on your personal insurance. TuckerTN.com, Nashville's independent insurance agency. So make sure you take advantage of their savings, an average of 20%. Again, TuckerTN.com. Calvin and Subtle Hardwood and Finishings, taking CDC precautions for to service your hardwood flooring needs of Middle Tennessee. For an appointment, call this number, 615-448-6414 at Calvin and subtle.com. Zach, uh, one thing I really do like about this new setup is all of our comments are in one place. Facebook comments and Periscope comments are all right there to the right of what we are viewing uh, with each other. So that's a big plus. That's a big deal there for us as we can read more and more of your comments. And guess what I can do here? It's Jason Littlejohn, uh, I can show his comment there on screen, which is pretty cool. So we've got some new things we can do here with the new setup, the new streaming service uh, for right now. But Zach, yesterday we had a Zoom meeting with John Robinson and Mike Vrabel with all of Titans Media. What was your biggest takeaway in that entire almost hour-long press conference?
1: Well, I I think that they're ready, right? Like, just like all of us, I think that they, I'm talking about ready as in Mike Vrabel and Robinson are ready to draft players and find out their future and figure out how it goes. I'm not so sure that the NFL is ready for the actual draft as far as the IT. And we all know about technical difficulties. Look, we all have them if you're in the streaming business. And the NFL will be on Thursday night. They did a mock, They get a, and they were preparing for this, a mock NFL draft with all 32 teams yesterday. Had some glitches that they're trying to work out. I do think John Robinson is ready to find out his team. And I think Mike Vrabel, this may be a tougher year for Mike Vrabel. And it was brought up yesterday is, you know, he's a very hands-on coach. That That's really one of his best attributes that he has as a coach is being able to work with him. Well, this is going to be a unique year for 2020, but I think he's eager to see what players land and where they do, right? And so where they're going to pick, I also, and this is kind of will, will ride us right into what we're going to talk about today, is John Robinson and the difference of communicating with a lot of other general managers in the league to wheel and deal. How unorthodox will it be because he'll be sitting at his home and instead of the war room at St. Thomas Sports Park? So there's a lot of things going on, but I did get a, get a sense that Braves in that basement with that whiteboard making fun of your height, which is pretty funny. <laughs> no, he wasn't making fun of my height. Our, our, I made fun of Luke's our, height. <laughs> you, you were making fun of Luke's height, excuse me. But you know, uh, but I think he's ready. I think Braves is ready. I think John Robinson is ready. And I think the rest of the world is ready for the NFL draft to come, come, come Thursday night. This is the only thing we've had besides the last dance.
0: Yeah, it is. And one thing I noticed is there were three, as I went back and looked at the tweets that I tweeted out from A to Z Sports, at A to Z Sports, three consecutive questions about trading out of the first round for the Tennessee Titans, And I thought that was interesting too, because I've been thinking for three weeks, basically the entire month of April about how can the Titans get out of the first round to benefit the value they get in this draft? Because 29th Zach is the latest. The Titans have picked in the first round since they took Kenny Britt out of Rutgers 30th overall in 2009. So the Titans are not used to being this late in the first round. John Robinson has never been this late in the first round. When he was 25th overall a couple of years ago, he moved up three spots to get Rashawn Evans at 22 overall. What will he do? Because he's only had 10 draft picks combined in the last two drafts. The Titans only have 51 players under contract, which is uh, really in the top half of the league of less players under contract so they need to have a lot of picks so j-rob says with their seven picks they have a lot of ammunition but what is the willingness of him trading up or trading back excuse me out of the first round because john robinson was asked by david beauclair i believe asked is it a big deal to not pick in the first round so that's where we want to go now we want to ask you guys is it a big deal or is it a no deal for the titans to not have a first round draft pick. Is it a big deal or is it a no deal for the Titans not to have a pick in the first round? But before we dive into that, Zach and read more of your comments, uh, Zach, tell us about Calvin and subtle hardwood and finishings.
1: Yes. Calvin and subtle. Look, we've partnered with Calvin and subtle for a reason. And that is they are, you go up with the best, the absolute best hardwood flooring that you possibly can have. And it's very, very simple. You call their sales department and all you have to do, is give them a call, they will answer, they will set up an appointment and they are safe. That's one of the biggest things that they make sure because of this COVID-19, because of, of everything going on in this world, they will make sure that they make the safety precautions necessary to look and see what, uh, what area of your house needs to be serviced for brand new hardwood. And the process is simple. You can either go to their showroom or they can show you a ton of different examples of and samples of what your hardwood could look like. And they've got from $30 uh, per per square feet all the way down to $199, one99 per square feet. So they've got luxury and affordability. And it's very, very simple. The turnaround time is only two weeks, even now. That's the best part. So they're gonna be a presenting sponsor for our foreseeable future. Go to calvinsuttle.com. Check out their hardwood. They're reliable, and that's the biggest thing. Right here locally in Nashville, Tennessee, com. A to Z
0: Sports, here live. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to our podcast feed, A to Z Sports, wherever you get your podcasts uh, for there for original content, including the Tighten Up podcast and the Big Orange podcast. A lot of intelligent comments coming through the comment section, Zach, which I'm not surprised because we have a smart audience for the most part, especially when it comes to the draft. So the question is, big deal, or no deal for the Titans to not have a first-round draft pick. Uh, Let's see. Tress says no deal. They'll get necessary capital. Um, Lisa says matters where the trade is. Don't want to be out of the top 40, so it could be a big deal. I've got, still to come, three potential trade partners for the Tennessee Titans after we read more of your comments. Derek says "No, no deal. This draft is deep. I'd rather trade back and get a few more picks. Uh, let's see. Dustin says, unless there's tremendous value at 29, I'd love to trade back and get an extra third or fourth. <clears throat> the Titans are pretty set going into the draft. We'd like to add some role players in depth in the middle round. So a lot of, uh, let's see, Dylan says no deal. They honestly need more mid round picks. He believes 80 picks between the third and the fifth round picks. That's that's, if it's not, I'm not doing live math, but the Titans pick 93rd overall. Uh, actually it's like, yeah, it's like 89 picks. They pick. 93rd overall in the third round, and then their next pick is 174 in the the fifth round. So I, I do think finding something in the in between those is pretty important. But Zach, how do you answer this question uh, that John Robinson was asked yesterday?
1: It's hard because we know John Robinson is a wheeler and dealer. We always we've always known that since he came on the scene. He traded away the number one overall pick to get more picks, and then drafted Jack Conklin. Traded up to draft Jack Conklin. Like he doesn't mind calling somebody and say hey he's always said he's open for business I think the one thing because of the state of last year and what they've done this offseason leading up to the draft and moving forward I understand they don't have a bevy of picks they got a first round second round third round fifth round and two seventh rounds three but but for for this particular draft they're coming off an AFC championship appearance Now, last year, and this is, I think, why it's a little bit more important this year, is last year they took Jeffrey Simmons, a guy who really couldn't help them at the first half of the season because he tore his ACL in February, right? We all knew that when he drafted him. Plus, took a chance on him because of the whole deal that happened way back in the day uh, heading into Mississippi State, who I think, Jeffrey Simmons has done a hell of a job redeeming himself. That guy is a good character guy as we've gotten to know him in the locker room and others in the community has gotten to know him and on the football field. He's a damn good football player, too. But don't you think, Austin, that this is the type of draft that you need round one impact players you're trying to get over the hump. You're trying to beat Patrick Mahomes. You're trying to beat Deshaun Watson twice. Defend your crown against what you did against the Baltimore Ravens last year. Uh, you know, I-, I think this year you need that impact player. Now, is it going to be a quarterback? We know that is a, 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 a position of need. But I also thought it was telling yesterday, Austin, of him talking about the depth later in rounds of getting lengthy and speedy cornerbacks yeah that kind of shook me for a loop I don't know whether that was you know uh, a cloud of smoke trying to (laughs) to to duck and dodge of what they're going to do but they need players that can impact on the field and the first round's the best round to get it right all right well so on the
0: cornerback comment he John Robinson mentioned the senior bowl and the shrine game when he talked about those cornerback depth. So I think there's the first thing I wanted to do after that comment was to go look at the cornerbacks that were at both the senior bowl and the shrine game to figure out where the Titans could be looking for some late uh, cornerback depth. But overall, like, no, man, I, I don't think this first round pick overall in 29 overall is a big deal whatsoever. Like is the only you, I part don't
1: think you could say whatsoever. They're coming uh, the, off an AFC championship appearance.
0: No, I'm, I'm saying like there's, I think they have flexibility because 29 is a weird spot. Like Harrison Smith in like 2013 by the Vikings is like the last 29th overall pick to do anything on the field. Like Cordell Patterson's a 29th overall pick last year. was Like LJ Collier, edge rusher at a TCU. And he went to the Seahawks and guess what the Seahawks need this year an edge rusher, and that's what he was last year. So I don't think the 29th pick, it's a weird spot. I think it's a great option for a team to get back into the first round to go get a player who magically happens to fall. And the way John Robinson answered how would you value trading back is he said, roughly paraphrasing, when the Titans are on the clock, if the phone rings, answer it, take down what that trade offer is, value and compare that trade offer versus the guy you want to pick there. If you think the guy is going to be there when you slide back in that trade, then make the trade. But if there's too big of a risk to not getting the guy you want, then just get the guy you want there and not trade. So it all obviously depends on how the board falls. And I've got some key players who are helping the Titans. that The Titans fans want these key players to fall so the Titans can trade out easier. We'll get to that in a second. But I absolutely think the Titans need to trade out because we know several needs that they have. They need a backup running back. They need a speed wide receiver in the middle rounds. And they need an offensive tackle to develop, right? They also need a backup quarterback. And I was going to mention that. And so right now, you can't really get all those guys. I think they need to get two cornerbacks in this draft. I don't think you can really address all those because you have three seventh-round picks and like an 80-pick gap uh, there in the middle of the draft, as a commenter pointed out. I think they need to trade back. Because I think the best value for a wide receiver in this draft is in the early hundreds, in the top of the fourth round. That's going to be a, an amazing day. The first uh, few, like the first 30 picks of the third day of the draft is going to be so wide receiver heavy in names that we all know from big schools who made tons of plays on Saturday. And I think that's where the Titans need to find themselves. And they don't have that. Their first pick on day three right now is 174. They gotta get somewhere up there, and so I think trading back is the best option, absolutely, uh, in this draft for the Titans for for the first round.
1: So let me ask you this, because I, I would I would say the trends leading up to this draft, and we've done our media mock draft on a to Z Sports. We'll have our selections here in the coming days, but a lot of people taking cornerbacks, right? That's that's a hot topic when it comes to the Titans because they think that's a a, a position of need. Now, what has yet to come and go is the fifth-year option for a Dory Jackson. What do you think they're thinking right now about that? Because doesn't that play a a big part of what they do? Because they already have Malcolm Butler locked up. Now, for granted, a lot of money, but – What do you think that impacts is Adore Jackson's fifth-year option to know that he's going to be here for two more years instead of just one?
0: Well, and there's there's a potential for the Titans to not pick up Adore's fifth year. Right. And then you have the out for Malcolm Butler's contract this time next year. So there's a potential for, to have a 100% turnover from the cornerback position from 2009 to 2021. I think you have to pick up a Dory's fifth-year option, as Tress says there on Periscope. You've got to do that. Spawn says the same thing. So far, everybody I see on the comments is saying, yes, you have to pick up the fifth-year option. So does, that devalue,
1: of- so does that devalue the pick of picking a cornerback higher in rounds?
0: No. I think you have to get two corners regardless because the old saying is you can't have enough cornerbacks and the Titans have four on the roster right now. Malcolm Butler, Adory Jackson, Kareem Orr, and, uh, uh Melvin. I-, I forgot his name for a second, but he's a special round. Um, he's a special teams player anyway. So they're not going to pick that or play that guy on defense anyway. So right now you have three cornerbacks that are actually going to play defense. You've got to get a lot more bodies out there who are pretty good. So I think if there are no cornerbacks, on Milton's yeah Milton. thanks guys if there are no cornerbacks at 29 available all those guys went ahead of you try to get out the best you can
1: yeah so this leads us and look I I usually don't do this I usually answer the question very forward but I am very interested and curious to hear what Austin has on the table this is Austin so my favorite day of the year in sports comes week two of the college football season week one of the NFL season I mean, it is, I start drooling and hope to God that people that ate bats or however conspiracy theory you have is hopefully not the reason that we've got to push that date back, but Austin, a draft junkie. This guy, I mean, he's doing mock drafts when he's not trying to help our business uh, improve uh, our technical difficulties, which brand new look, brand new feel from our brand new streaming service today. So far, so good. I'll knock on this uh, wooden table. Uh, that's pretty nice wooden table. Restoration hardware, pretty nice, pretty nice. So let's get to these trades, though, because, Austin, you've been working diligently in coming up with three scenarios for the Titans to possibly do what you said, trade out of the first round, and you have them, I, and this is, I think, the best part about it is, you have reasons why. Yes, right? I am. Context, as you always like to say. <laughs> I am prepared as prepared gets when it comes to these draft
0: options. G-Man on base is the Mandu draft room. Yeah, hit me. Hit me right into the veins with these mock drafts. And Tress has a good game. Every time Zach talks about eating bats, drink. And I think maybe we'll do that for our, uh, our primetime draft coverage for the rest of the week. We'll do that. So, okay. Here we go. So I've got these three guys. I've got three teams the Titans could trade. I've got so many reasons for that. So I'm finally going to tell you these three teams. But first, Zach is going to tell you about our great new sponsor, the Tucker Agency.
1: Yes, Tucker Agency. Look, Will Tucker is the man. And one of the reasons why is he's hopped on really to be a sponsor here, but really to help you guys. Because He knows and everybody knows that people have fallen on hard times of late, right? You don't have the money that you used to. Hopefully, you didn't lose your job, but a lot of people did. Well, he's a local insurance agent right here in Nashville, Tennessee, that can help you. Your personal line of insurance. Everybody's got to have insurance, whether it's your home insurance, your auto insurance. Maybe you insure your wife's engagement ring, your valuables, and your safe. Well, they they can restructure your insurance that you have now and move it over to Tucker Agency. And on average, their customers save 20%. 20% can be so much to you. It really can. In, this, in these troubled times and unquestioning times, maybe you can save a couple hundred dollars a month to get you through the month to help you in the long run. This thing is not over. We all know that. This is going to be a long, drawn-out process. As Dr. Tony Fauci says, this is not just some light switch. So you got to be prepared. So maybe you save a couple hundred dollars initially this month, but maybe you save two hundred, three hundred dollars next month or the next month. Tucker Agency, go online at tuckertn.com. That's tuckertn.com. Those guys will take care of you. They're local right here to the market. They went to NBA, Montgomery Bell Academy. They're good guys. They've grown up here, and they're willing to help you. 615-330-5059. That's 615-330-5059. Give them a call or go online at tuckertn.com.
0: All right, A to Z Sports. People are digging the new setup. Just wait till you see what we have in store for you guys on Wednesday night, Thursday night, Friday night. Uh, of NFL Draft Week. Very excited for our draft coverage. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review to our podcast feed, A to Z Sports, wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, so smart comment of the day coming from Eric Garsh says, he looks at the teams that Vrabel and J-Rob are familiar with for trade partners, like the Patriots, Bucks, and Lions. Eric got two of my three potential trade partners in that comment, not the Patriots, because the Patriots rarely move up. The Patriots are known for always sliding back in the NFL draft,
1: but <laughs> Austin, this is a very unique year. It for is the New England Patriots. It is a
0: very unique year. They have Absolutely. not had in
1: over twenty years a quarterback named Tom Brady. Yes, they don't have that anymore.
0: Absolutely, that is that is correct. So, but but I feel like the Patriots are just not on my list because they're an obvious connection to the Titans. I felt like that would have been lazy by me. So I came up with three teams, potential trade partners. Eric got two of them. I'm going to go with the two teams that Eric mentioned the Tampa Bay Buccaneers because they have Tom Brady now, uh, and you have the connection with Jason Light, the GM in Tampa, and John Robinson, the GM with Tennessee. John Robinson and Jason Light worked together hand in hand in New England. Then when Jason Light got the, the GM job in Tampa Bay, brought John Robinson for one year to be his right-hand guy in Tampa. And then the year after that, the Titans hired him to be their own GM. So I think that is an obvious because the, the Bucks have the 14th overall pick. In the first round, I think they're trying to find ways to protect Tom Brady and Zach, you know, this roster really well. They probably need another running back, right? And so at 14 overall, there's an opportunity for the Bucks to get a really good tackle uh, to help Tom Brady in the offensive line. Uh, and then, you know, what some other Tampa team needs are, right?
1: Well, yeah, well, they need, they need defense. They need running back. And they need offensive line. The, the one thing that they do have, and that is the wide receiver and the tight end. The The Bucs are also looking to move uh, OJ Howard, which I, I think, I actually think is the right decision. Cameron Bright has been very, very nice. We all know Adam Humphreys came over from Tampa a year ago. I don't hate this, but I do think that the Bucs are going to stick and pick at their spot. I'm not sure if they're going to trade up out of the second. Uh, their second round to get back into the first round I know they're going all in right yeah yeah but they also have to think they're going to probably had have Tom Brady for how many years do you think two right like you're like you're kind of banking on two years I, I would say two and then hopefully hopefully now how old's Tom Brady is he 43 he'll, or be, he'll be 43 this season so 43 40 so I think you could have him I don't know if Tampa would have him. He said forty-five, right? <laughs> yeah, right. So, His contract was for two years. Now, right, obviously, so, he
0: can sign a one-year deal after that. If and he
1: yeah, and Brett Favre did that, so we know that. Like he, he, we jumped to another team that could happen to possibly go for a Super Bowl. I do know that they're going all in. They were free agency. Uh, they went all in on free agency. Look, they re-signed Indama Sue. They did a lot of things. I don't hate, and I understand exactly why you said what you said. But I don't think the Bucks are going to trade up. I'd be curious to see your other two. Teams. All right, all right. So here's
0: here's what the here's reasons and needs for the Bucks to trade back into the first round. It's to get an offensive tackle, a running back, or maybe a quarterback. Because if Jordan Love and here it goes into my my players that you want to drop for the for Titans to get out. If Jordan Love is on the clock at twenty nine, then somebody is jumping up to get that guy. And those teams that are most likely to do that are teams with older quarterbacks in their mid to late 30s or that you might like the Joe Flacco, Lamar Jackson situation. That's what we're looking at here is what teams could be in that situation. I'm not saying uh, Jordan Love would play over Tom Brady like Jackson over Flacco, but you start to have that quarterback with a fifth-year option with an aging quarterback who you can have groom and sit for a couple of years, and then come in after that guy retires. So Jordan Love is the number one player. Titans fans want to fall 229 or Tua if his medicals are that risky to fall him. But a quarterback,
1: Tua won't. Tua won't. No, you're right. Jordan Love is going to yeah. probably be that guy. And then who's the next guy? Is it Jake Fromm? I, I, mean- I
0: think. Well, of quarterbacks, I, yeah. I think. I think if they're. I think if the top four quarterbacks go. Then there's not a quarterback that's worth jumping back into the first round.
1: I, I just don't see that happening. These, these teams get desperate, right? Yeah, and, but there's
0: not that guy. Like there's a team that somebody might jump up in the second round to get, but I don't think for first round. I just don't. I think the gap after the after Jordan Love to Jacob Eason or. Uh, uh, Jalen Hurts. I think the gap is too big for uh, so a late first four, round.
1: probably four quarterbacks taken in the first round, max.
0: Absolutely, yes. And I and I highly doubt Jordan Love is there, but that's who you want to root to drop. Jordan Love, because the Bucs could do that. So what the Titans would get from the Bucks is the forty-fifth overall pick and the one hundred and seventeenth overall pick. So you would get a second and a fourth round pick. It's very comparable to what the Ravens had to give up to get Lamar Jackson at a, couple, a couple years ago at thirty-two. So that, so that, that's what I base things off of when it comes to what the Titans get back. But I don't actually, hate. I don't.
1: I don't hate that scenario of the Jordan Love. Look, I, 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 watch the Bucks. Everybody knows that Jordan Love to have a guy behind Tom Brady. Now, very different style of quarterbacks. But if you're learning behind Tom Brady, you've got a benefit others don't. Sure. Okay. So the
0: next team uh, the Titans could trade with, I'm going to go back to to I think it was Eric's comment, and I, I'll say my third team that you guys don't know about, but uh, the the Detroit Lions. Matt Patricia has worked with both John Robinson in the scouting department in New England and coached on the field when Mike Vrabel was there. So the 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 Detroit Lions, who might be getting desperate with Matt Patricia, Matt Patricia probably needs to win. As soon as possible. He's right? on the hot seat. Yes. He, he he could quickly find himself on the hot seat uh, after the first two years of his head coaching career. I think he's
1: on the hot seat going into this year.
0: So the needs or the the reasons why the Lions would want to trade back up into the first round, I've got two of them. Uh, one is the Jordan Love quarterback uh, comparison because we've talked about Matthew Stafford, how they feel about that guy coming off of an injury as well uh, and getting up there in age. And maybe that can lengthen Matt Patricia's head coaching job is having that uh, wild card in the back of his pocket of a rookie quarterback uh, there to play later on to groom to buy him some more time or an edge rusher because the the Lions biggest need is corner. They're going to get Jeff Okuda at number three. But if they can get an edge rusher or that quarterback that drops, I think the Lions would do that because their defense was atrocious last year. They have to be able to rush the passer. And an edge rusher the Titans not might love, like Ytor Grosmatos or A.J. Epinesa or Zach Bond even from Wisconsin, I think those are the reasons why the Lions might want to jump back in the back half of the first round.
1: Yeah, I, I, look, you've gotten two connective – uh, I mean Mike Vrabel and John Robinson are connected because of their New England ties, but you've gone New England with the Bucks and the Lions here. I see what your 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 trend yes. is.
0: And so I've mentioned for the Bucks, they would drop back to 45. So they would drop 16 spots uh in that in the second round, but they would get a pretty solid fourth round pick. The Lions would be the smallest drop into the second round because you would get their 35th overall pick and then their fourth round pick is 109. So that's that's some pretty good value. That's the so you're best at the
1: top value. of the second round.
0: You're at the top of the second round, and you're near top of the of day three. So that's the best value. You're I don't know. Going John
1: Robinson's be. been at the top of the second round before, and uh, that didn't work out for him.
0: Correct. So so that's my second one. Is is the Lions and the Bucks? My third Zach, another connection with the with the head coach, and that is the Miami Dolphins because Brian Flores was a DB coach for the Patriots for a long time. But he and John Robinson actually got their start together as area scouts around the same time. And John Robinson was the head scout with Brian Flores under him in the early 2000s in New England. And they know each other well. And what have we talked about with the Miami Dolphins? They have so many picks, so many picks to move up to get a guy they want. And the Miami Dolphins have an extra second round pick. They've got three fifth round picks. They get a buttload of picks in the draft to be able to maneuver wherever they want to go. So the reasons and needs for the dolphins to move back into the set into the first round they could move out with one of their other three picks. There could be so many directions the Dolphins could go. Yeah, they
1: could, yeah, that's the wild card about Miami.
0: Yeah, and that's where I think Miami's a, a player in this because you have no idea where they're going to be and what they've already done by the time that they're on the clock at 29. They can move out of 18 or they can move out at 26 and then move back in at 29. There's so many things the Dolphins can do. Oh, the Titans could move up with the Dolphins and swap 26 for 29. But the fact that Brian Flores and John Robinson knew each other really well uh, and the Dolphins have all these picks. That is a good thing to keep your eye on because the reasons why the Dolphins would want to move up is the offensive tackle or Caesar the Rees, the best center in the draft, being there at 29. They also need a running back. They could use a wide receiver. And so the Titans could move back if the Dolphins get extra greedy wanting to get a player uh, like that. So that's those are my three teams, potential trade partners, the Dolphins, Lions, and Bucks.
1: Well, yeah, and you've done the connections. You've done the right thing as far as John Robinson, the guys, the the actual guy who's going to be texting these GMs and calling these GMs to see, hey, what do you want to do? I I will say from our beginning of our conversation, I will not be surprised whatsoever if the Titans do not pick in the first round. Yeah. If they trade out and say, let's live to play another day. John Lynch has already said, now, the 49ers are in a much different situation than the Titans. Now, both got very, very far a, a, in, in last year's season, right? I mean, 49ers won the Super Bowl. The Titans were a game away. But they are open for business to trade out because they need more picks the titans do need more picks i'm not Mm -hmm. sitting here saying that they don't it's just that first that first round you can get an impact player even at 29 i I mean it's so yeah but
0: the the it's for, for team need because there might be a great there might be a great middle linebacker at 29 like patrick queen or murray from oklahoma but you don't need that guy. There might be a bunch of running backs there at 29, but you don't need those either at that at that spot. Like The Titans don't need to spend a first-round pick on a running back or a wide receiver. And so I think those two positions, because I wrote down players you want to fall for the Titans to get out, and Jordan Love is number one on that list, obviously. Number two on the list is DeAndre Swift. Because the number one running back on the board, if he falls to 29, somebody can jump up and get that running back real quick.
1: So that, that, that's what we can do. Look, today's only Tuesday. We're going to have a lot of content from this time until, well, hell, all week until the yeah. draft is over. Man, I wish I was live from Las Vegas getting ready. Yeah, getting my suit ready to go to Pitbull, right? Wish wish I was doing that, but some some person – uh overseas did not do the right thing in their eating habits and we can't do that but but Austin I think a conversation that we should have later in the week and I'll tell everybody because everybody can be a part of this conversation that's the beauty of what we do is what player I'm just going to kind of let this marinate for a couple of days all right if there is a player that drops to 29 that maybe you the Titans don't necessarily have to have but he's so good. Maybe he fills a team need that you would actually draft him at 29. If you can't get the trade partner that you want, is there that one singular guy that can maybe light up the fan base, light up the board, and light up this roster? So th- uh, that's a question. Uh, I ask. love, I love the question. Absolutely yes. love the question. So let let's sit on that and okay. either tomorrow or the next day. Look, we got a lot of draft coverage here on A to Z Sports. We will talk about that. All right, A to Z
0: Sports uh, here live on a Tuesday with our brand new setup. So far, so good, right? I don't want to jinx things uh, with our setup so far, but so far, so good with our brand new uh, streaming service. But let's get to this. The best and the worst segment that we've been doing uh, each and every day in the month of April brought to you by the Tucker Agency. What are the best and the worst draft day trades of all time? We have lists uh, to help you guys out as well that we've got some rankings and the options of the best and the worst draft day trades of all time. Uh, but first let me tell you guys about renters warehouse renters warehouse The professional landlords in the Nashville area, renterswarehouse.com is where to go to find out how much your home can rent for. There are alternatives to selling your home when you move out. Uh, Renterswarehouse.com can help you uh, create some extra income for you and your family during this time of need. Hold on to that home to continue to build equity after you move out. Or if you own Airbnbs and you rely on business, travel, and tourism, and you're not getting that right now, renterswarehouse can temporarily rent out your home. To somebody else for a few months to get you through these hard times. Renterswarehouse.com is where to go.
1: A to Z Sports. Don't forget to check out our podcast network. Look, six one five sessions with Buck Rising. He also does prime time at night. We're gonna be you gonna be see a little bit more of of Buck in the next couple of days. He's gonna be working overtime. Right, we got NFL draft time, so you, you can check that out. Also, we got a Tennessee Volunteer podcast, a Titans podcast, and a Predators podcast. Subscribe of wherever you hear your podcast, whether it's Spotify, iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, we got you covered right there. All right. So
0: the best and the worst draft day trades, <laughs> Greg says the best was Kevin Costner for the Browns. That's hilarious. Uh, yeah. The Chargers new uniforms, Zach, I don't know if you've seen them. Oh my God. Like I, I kind of want to go buy one. I don't buy jerseys and I definitely have no reason to buy a Chargers jersey, but those things are so freaking fire. It's, it's pretty incredible. The new Chargers jerseys are absolutely amazing so just wanted to say that before we completely dive into this i love them yes <laughs> the best draft day trade
1: of all time i no I kinda... time out let's yes. talk about these jerseys real quick okay i mean are you looking at the the far right one uh let's see what we can do here let, we can
0: let, we can play let, around if you want to if you want to try to share screen right now go for it I'll give yeah, you, i give you I give you, know you full ability to play around with this, even if it makes us look bad for a second. Go for it. See what because, you can pull up
1: here. Yeah, because this, my friend, is unbelievable. Let's uh, let's see what we can do here. Because uh, if you, they just released them, and right, they've they've kind of gone, they've gone retro, but they've stayed true. So uh, let's pull this up right now. All right, you and got I it. This, yeah, no, no, no. I, I do. This is going to be, I think, the easiest way to do that. Can you see what I'm seeing? We got right? it.
0: We got it, and it looks great. It right. looks like those things look so badass.
1: Like the far right ones, and this is from Chargers.com. Let's give credit where credit is due. The far right jerseys, uh, uh, man. The streaming service, pretty good. Pretty, yeah. pretty, pretty good. Though, what that you know what that reminds me of? That reminds me of Natron means. Natron means toting the rock. Now getting thrashed by the 49ers in 1994. But that far-right jersey, the dark navy blue, look look at the helmet, too. The helmets with the numbers on them? Oh, my God. Like, why
0: didn't anybody do this before? Like, okay, there's clearly a trend with new football uniforms. It's going retro. Going re- retro is winning right now when it comes to jer- new uniforms in the NFL. The Bucks went re- more retro. Uh, The Patriots had that retro look more uh who else came out with the new jerseys the browns kind of the same thing but the chargers looking retro like that's that's the way to go those things look so incredible like i absolutely the falcons Bama Shane brings up yeah they went retro as well i think that's incredible i i, I love those chargers
1: unis. Man, that, that thing right right on A to Z sports. Look, you don't know what we can do with this. I got a lot of ideas, light bulbs, bing, 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 bing. That's a problem for people. If I got ideas, that means they're going to be implemented. This could get dangerous. Yes,
0: it could. All right, so let's get back to our best and worst draft day trades uh, brought to you by the Tucker Agency. You can save an average of 20% on your personal insurance by going to tuckertn.com. Check them out, tuckertn.com. Early entry for me, Zach, for the best draft day trade. It's super early in its re- in its return, but it's working out very good. Is the Chiefs trading up uh, 15 spots to get Patrick Mahomes? I mean, that like it's hard to argue that it's early. They won a Super Bowl in his second year starting, but that is a current like this thing's gonna win a lot more Super Bowls in years to come, right?
1: Yeah, and honestly, the first trade as far as the best had to be and this is the one that popped into my mind I I don't know if it's the absolute best but don't you have to think about Julio Jones and the Atlanta Falcons of what he's become what they traded up to get him and I mean he's going to play a lot longer than Calvin Johnson is I don't know what his career numbers are going to end up being, but Julio Jones has been a game breaker now it's unfortunate the Falcons Relinquished the 28 to 3 lead to Tom Brady and the Patriots to actually win their first Super Bowl in franchise history. But Julio Jones was a big, big piece in them getting there. That trade, it was kind of like, oh my God, I can't believe they traded up to get that wide receiver. And they did. That was the first one that popped into my mind.
0: So that one, I'm looking at Bleacher Report, who uh, did a top 10 draft trades. Um, this was, I'm trying to scroll. This was, this happened last year before the draft last year, they have the Julio Jones Falcons trade at number 10. So I guess because they haven't gotten the return for that and other options. Remember the Patriots traded for Randy Moss on draft day, uh, back in, during that season, right in the 27, 2007 draft, the last day of the draft, they got Randy Moss, from the Raiders, which is pretty incredible, for a fourth-round pick. Um, the, the Steelers traded up to get Troy Polamalu. That's another great one that a lot of people probably didn't even realize. The Steelers also traded with the Rams for Jerome Bettis on draft uh, day to get him. Uh, Tony Gonzalez was a trade-up to get uh, him as from the Chiefs. They didn't really win anything with that, though. Um, a couple others, I think, well,
1: here, here is my, as a pan personal, but it is one of the best trades in the history of the NFL because of what really the two selections were in that particular round. And it goes to the Buccaneers in 1995, Warren Sapp Hall of Famer at 12. They traded up from the second round as you, we kind of talked about in the beginning of this show, Austin, the Bucks possibly trading up Titans training down. A lot of teams love to trade back up in that first round, as you said, to get that fifth round option if they are enamored with a guy. The Bucs were enamored with Hall of Famer Derek Brooks. I would love, and I don't know this, this is good trivia, when was the last time a team selected two Hall of Fame players in the same round, in the same draft? I mean, there's no way. I mean, there's no way to know that, but it, that that's got to be maybe one of the only. That's that's number one in my mind you, to trade up to get a Hall of Famer after you've already selected a Hall of Famer, which in fact, Warren Sapp didn't even want to go to the Bucks when he was first drafted. The yucks.
0: One he thing wanna... I can, Yeah, one thing I it was it was back to back years, but the the Oilers selected Mike Munchak and Bruce Matthews back to back years in the first round two Hall of Fame offensive linemen in back-to-back years is pretty incredible, but not not what you're saying. That's insane to do that. How about this? Bleacher Report's number one best-of-all-time draft trade is the 49ers traded to go get and select Jerry Rice. How about that? They gave up a second-round pick to move up 12 spots, um, and they got Jerry Rice with that trade.
1: That's something they knew something like right. I mean, you don't just take Jer- Jerry Rice. Now we weren't. A, I mean, we weren't around. What well, when was Jerry Rice drafted? Eighty five. Yeah, I I was just a gleam in my father's eye. He was probably rocking the same mustache that I have right now. But you, but no, but Jerry Rice, as far as I, the research in the history that I know and that I remember is that. Like he to, to get a guy from small town Mississippi from small school Mississippi in the first round and then trade up to do so, you got that is a that's not an even honorable mention. That is an unbelievable trade. That's the
0: num- I mean that's the number one uh on bleach report is they they moved up and got him 16th overall. Um and well the, he's the uh, best
1: wide receiver of all time.
0: Yeah, I mean yeah, 22,895 yards later, <laughs> 197 receiving touchdowns. That's just insane. And G-Man brings up, that's before the internet, Jerry Rice at Mississippi Valley State, hellacious scouting. And look, he was a first-round pick, so he was known in the NFL circles for that. Well, it's like so, Mac 9. It's
1: like McNair, right? True. I mean, you 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 don't just, you don't go, you, you don't go to a school like that and then get drafted in the top three. And look, the, that was a very different time and a different different age, so... Uh, it's changed a lot. That's for sure. All right. So, worst trades of
0: all time on draft day. Uh, let's do this. Worst trades of all time. <laughs> there's some good ones. I mean, there's some really good ones. The Herschel Walker trade is the most infamous uh, trade out there uh, that was basically the entire draft. Five players and six draft picks to get Herschel Walker away from the Cowboys in 89. The Vikings gave up six draft picks and and five players 11 total guys uh there for one guy in 89 that's pretty rough um overall the john elway trade uh let's
1: see uh, well, elway- the john elway trade like john elway didn't want to go like yeah. That that I that's bad on their part. That that Bleacher Report, shame on you. That was not a bad trade. That was John Elway threatening to play for the New York Yankees if he got drafted by a certain team, which was the Baltimore Colts at the time, I believe. Yeah, you like that. That's not that. Was, that was an Elway decision. That wasn't a trade for by the teams. That was a bad organization. So that doesn't, I'm, I'm out on that. Steph I will say, says bleach report sucks. I will say, I will say this, the Brett Favre trade. Uh, and I don't know the ins and outs of exactly what happened during that draft, but doesn't it seem peculiar that the Falcons who drafted him minded, right? Yeah. They take them in the second round from small, old Southern miss. Like if you take a quarterback, from a school like that, that means that you think highly of this guy. That you're hitching your wagon to this guy.
0: Well, and and that's – who was the, the Falcons quarterback at that time? Was that um, – I can't remember his name. Jeff George? No, it wasn't Jeff George. I, I, I picture – Bama Shane's watching. He knows. starts with a C. But I Chris can't remember – Chris Chandler. Yeah, that was – I believe he was the Falcons quarterback at that time. Yeah, Bamishank is correct, Chris Chandler. Uh, But they had Chris Chandler. It's kind of like Garoppolo and Brady, right, except Chris Chandler is – I'm out on Chris Chandler.
1: I was on – you know, you get in like on Facebook, you start watching – I mean, there's not anything to do. I'm watching old film. I watched the last drive of the 1998 NFC Championship game in which Chris Chandler led a hell of a drive. and. You know the my, that was the best year of the Minnesota Vikings, right? That was Randy, that was uh Cunningham, that was uh Chris, Chris Carter. Carter. I mean, yeah. they had all of them.
0: John Randall with with his eye black all over his face. The
1: Vikings had and I I forgot about this. We all know how that ends with with the field goal and the Falcons going on to lose to the Broncos in the Super Bowl speaking of John Elway. But the the Vikings had three separate occasions where they could have intercepted the ball because of a bad Chris Chandler pass and they just dropped it. And you're sitting here like, oh my gosh, we know how this ends. What are you talking about? So I did watch Chris Chandler, who got injured on that drive, hobbled off, used a timeout, and on the field on the game. Okay.
0: Yeah. It, so I think that the Brett Favre trade's pretty bad. So they traded uh the That's Packers my one. the Packers gave up the nineteenth overall pick. Uh, for Chris Chandler or, or for Brett Favre and then obviously Brett Favre went on to be a Hall of Famer and the Falcons uh, still have not won a Super Bowl uh, there too so I, that. that was 1992
1: 1992 I uh, Falcons quarterback I gotta look this up are you sure that it was Chris Chandler or it wasn't Jeff George you may be right I, I Chris Miller the 1992 it- Atlanta Falcons season featured quarterbacks, Chris Miller, Billy Joe Tolliver and Wade Wilson. So let's- they didn't even have anybody. yeah, I know, which that, that that's why I say it doesn't
0: make any that's, sense. That's pretty stupid. that's pretty stupid.
1: That's it. It was Chris Miller. We were right on the Chris's, just wrong on the last name. Yeah, Chandler Miller, same difference,
0: whatever. Although Chris Chandler was much
1: better just later on in the 90s. Uh, for Jeff the George came into play in 1994, so I was a couple of years off.
0: G-Man says, uh, Jeff George, best arm ever, worst attitude ever. Ryan Leaf has something to say about that, too. Uh, a to Z sports, Ryan, Ryan Leaf is just a just a, a terrible, terrible. I-, I was actually at... My first NFL game, Zach, was watching one of Ryan Leafs four NFL wins. And it was when the chargers beat the Tennessee Oilers at Vanderbilt stadium. So I've got that piece of history uh, for me too. So uh, a to Z sports live on a Tuesday, got our, our new setup rocking and rolling. Let's get to our end of show topic. We were going to do this yesterday because yesterday was national Look Like day, but we're going to run it back today because it's just a good, it's just a good conversation and a funny topic. It's, Who would play you in a movie? So you guys obviously know what we look like. We know what some of you look like, but not all of you. But who would play you in a movie? So that's where we're going to go to next. But first, let me tell you about Mandu. Mandu is the pulse of fitness because one 15-minute workout at Mandu simulates five-plus hours in the weight room. Full-body electronic muscle stimulation. The results are real because the science is real. Help jumpstart your fitness back to where you want to be after the pandemic is over and we can go work out again. At Mandu.com, your first workout is always free. Mandu.com.
1: It is Sports. Make sure you check out our podcast feed. A to Z sports, search that bad boy. We've got great, great podcasts, not just here on the morning show, which you guys interact all the time, but also more content galore coming out for foreseeable future for a ton more weeks leading up to football season. Hopefully we can get this coronavirus thing under control here in the next several weeks.
0: All right. Yeah. Damon says, can't wait for Mandu to open back up. Damon, I feel you, bro. Uh, It's rough. I know Damon's had incredible results uh, with Mandu. Shrike says Ed Sheeran would play him, which is hilarious because Shrike was in our fantasy football league. He's correct. Ed Sheeran would be a great, great Shrike there. Uh, Teron Davenport crushes this. He says Common.
1: (laughs) Oh, my gosh. That's perfect. That is perfect. And Common would do an awesome job, too. Oh, look, uh, Common, uh, do you, you remember, I don't know if you watched the intro of the NBA All-Star game this past year, but Common was sitting there introducing players with rhymes right off the top of the head. Like he had no script. At least I, I didn't see a teleprompter that he was reading on. It was unbelievable. I was more impressed with Common's skills A very intelligent guy. I mean, this guy, I would love to actually read more up on Common to know his background and how he's gotten to where he has. That's mad respect for TD. Yeah. If I, th- that's a good that's a good actor to play. That's with. a great one. Just, and Kelkins uh commented and
0: said, unfortunately, it would be Nick Cage. And I, I've known Kelkins for a long time. <laughs> and he's right. He's right. <laughs> like
1: is too.
0: Oh man. Teron says that was how I used to know a lady was feeling was feeling me. If they told me I looked like common. Green light for
1: Tehran. What a what a compliment. Like really, yeah. That is, if if a lady says that, you're just like, nah, well, I mean, the, the, all systems go. That's what that means.
0: <laughs> That's so good. Oh man, Tehran, love it. Uh, Ethan Ramsey says, too bad Aaron Hernandez isn't around to play Buck in a movie. <laughs> <laughs>
1: The late Aaron Hernandez.
0: Oh, uh, because uh, but the Aaron Hernandez sticker is on the bucket for uh, Buck as he shaved his head. Um. So, Zach, do you have an answer? Who plays the mustache that is on your face? Because that's what this is now. Now that you have a mustache, people are just gonna find people with mustaches to play you.
1: Oh, see, I didn't go the mustache route. I went with, with like the personality route because. So, And that's why I put him on the screen, because I've had people tell me this. I do think I've kind of grown out of it. I look more when I was younger, like Shia LaBeouf. But I love Shia LaBeouf as the actor. I know that guy is insane, as you can kind of probably know about me. (laughs) I can be insane at times, right? I think that's great. Passionate. That's why, I mean, that's why the graphic is what the graphic is, is him saying, you can do it. I think that he could play me very well. I also would like to see Christian Bale play me. I think he well, could yeah, go. Like Christian Bale's got the most range. He can just gain or lose a bunch of weight and play just but about anybody. He also <laughs> does have a fabulous mustache if he's grown out. I think he could play me in my life. Those would be my top two, Shia LaBeouf or Christian Bale, because the one thing that you know about me is passion. You have to have passion for this role and you have to have passion for this life in everything that you do. And I think those two actors could do that very well. That's pretty good.
0: Uh let's see. Um Brent says Burt Reynolds could play Zach. Colton says Orlando Bloom. Eric says
1: Jonah Hill. L O L. I don't think Jonah Hill. I don't know if I want Jonah Hill playing my role.
0: L train says for him, it would be Craig Robinson, the guy from hot tub time machine and my boy Daryl from the office. I don't know what L train looks like, but that would be great. I like Craig Robinson, big Craig Robinson fan. So uh, for my answer, Zach, I told you uh, Scott says Sam Hunt can play me perfectly fine with that, but you put Shia LaBeouf on, on the graphic for you. Is that why Denzel's on there for me? Is that what that is?
1: Uh no. Well, oh. the reason I put Denzel on there is isn't that the main like the question is who would play you in a movie? Isn't that the the one character that everybody says is like I want I want Denzel Washington to play me. Why? Because <laughs> and that's why I put Training Day up there. I feel like this is the prototypical question. The prototypical answer is oh, I want Denzel Because Denzel is awesome, right? I mean, he's a badass. He he
0: yeah, everybody loves yeah. Nobody nobody ever dislikes Denzel.
1: That would be the reason. That was the reason why he's on the graph.
0: Robs is Christian Bale. Zach's really putting himself up there. Um. So for me, uh, that's what they do. You don't want some like slap ass uh, actor playing you. Like if well yeah, but you have to get somebody who like resembles you a little bit. And I think Shia LaBeouf is a really good answer. And Shia LaBeouf, I, I think fits your energy level I think it I think it works I think Shia Buff works for you
1: now uh, the, he I think he had a I don't know if he had a drug habit but he had it's he had a mental problem maybe I have a mental problem yeah I mean people
0: say you've got cocaine eyes all the time so I mean that's that's kind of the running joke with with this well is, I, I,
1: I, don't I don't do cocaine no okay? it's,
0: it's the eyes it's not the fact that you do it you just naturally have it so uh Colton says uh James Franco for Austin and Seth Rogan for
1: Zach. Uh, that's backwards. You have that, to have a dark haired pl- person to play me and you have to have a light haired person to play you. I on. have brown hair, but you have lighter hair. You don't have dark hair. It's light Brown, but it's, it's, well, it's darker dark Brown too, because you're, you're growing it out. You're like,
0: uh, yeah, I'm, 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 tr- I'm actually going to message my haircut chick at some point today and say, can I get a haircut? May 1st, 2nd, 3rd, 4th, whatever. Cause I need something. Uh, Smith, Cameron Smith says more like Dave Franco. Oh, that's fine I'll take I'll take either Franco that's cool with me but I did the uh, remember I did yesterday the twinning. virus free hopefully I, yeah my so maybe get a virus so I did this and it came up with and I don't watch anything that he's in but it came up with Matthew Good who is a British actor uh, who played um, in uh, what uh, Downton Abbey is what he was in Matthew Good in Downton Abbey I don't know what all he's he's a skinny dude skinny-faced guy I don't think I look like him but that's 75% match with Matthew Good, uh British dude uh who's 42 years old uh now
1: I'm looking it up I, look I don't think that that I, I could actually kind of see that a little bit I could do you know what he looks like? I guess you looked him up, right?
0: Yeah, I did. And I actually did some, uh, cause I'm trying to find him at 30 years old. Um, and I'm trying to figure out what he did. There was a, he was a, where was that movie? Um, sorry, I, obviously this is not Watchmen. He was in Watchmen in, tw- at, in 2009 when he was 30 years old. So if you pull up Matthew Good and Watchmen, that's, that's kind of what we're comparing it to at the same age. He could play me. All
1: right, let's see if we can pull this guy up for everybody to see because I do think I think I think this is probably the closest one that does resemble you. Okay, so I'm I'm working to pull up a picture of him. I've got got him. I'm uploaded. Let's let's see if we can push this up. So that right there is Matthew Good.
0: Yeah, that's that's like Matthew Good now, where he's like forty. I'm talking like Matthew Good at um at 30 um is what he was what
1: you're gonna look like in 10 years
0: which is completely fine i'm down with that (laughs) (laughs) i'm so i'm down with that but uh so the the i'm trying to pull up this other one i'm trying to download this file i think Shia LaBeouf. i think he fits for you yeah i do i do think that fits um I'm not able to download this picture for some reason. It's being difficult, but Matthew Good and Watchmen—that's the age that we're talking about. I think and that's good.
1: You, you always, your actor always wants to be like prominent, right? You want, you know, that's that's the whole goal. You want to shoot for the stars. Most people would be like, "Yeah, I want Brad Pitt." Yeah, but that's
0: cool. Matthew Good's got me. I uh, get Matthew. I'll take Matthew Good I would all day long.
1: Way to go, Pop Sugar. They've done this before. They've yeah, done just hopefully recently.
0: I don't get a virus. I just finished paying off this phone. I don't want to get a virus and have to go buy a new one. All right,
1: guys. Look, we've had an absolutely fabulous show. Thank you to our brand-new streaming service. And look, all of you guys to interact. I like what we are able to do. This could be a new venture for A to Z Sports. But what it's really going to do is give us the ability to give you guys more content. It's all about our viewers and our followers. We've got some really cool things in store, including draft specials this week. It's going to be awesome. It really is. And we're going to be interacting with you all week long as the NFL draft goes down from, I guess, the comfort of all general managers across the league's home. And we'll see how that works. But we'll be in our home. We'll be talking to you. We'll be live reacting. I do believe this is going to be the only place where you can actually live react to the picks. We're going to be right there to catch all of your opinions. All right. Everybody else is going to be sitting in their home saying, I don't know what to do. We're we're light years ahead of this game, all right? We're going to continue to be. That's A to Z Sports Reliability. Follow us on social media. We're going to be doing unleashing some Instagram content. So get ready for that, bad boy. This is a big week for A to Z Sports and beyond. So get ready.
0: All right, guys, thanks for watching. Buck Rising will be back
1: tonight with A to Z Sports
0: Primetime. Then starting Wednesday night, our special NFL draft coverage will begin. Looking forward to it. Team No Sleep this week for all members of A to Z Sports. Uh, Make sure you're following us wherever you follow social media, our podcast feed as well, 615 Sessions. We got it all. Thanks, guys, for watching. We'll see you tomorrow morning. Adios.